When was the last time you found a professional look that fits so well you felt like you could take on anything? Indochino believes you shouldn't fit your clothes, they should fit you. Your body, personality, and style. Because finding the perfect fit is about more than your measurements, it's how you show the world who you are. Design every detail of your suit to be totally you with Indochino's new women's wear line. Simply submit your measurements online or visit an expert style guide at an Indochino showroom. They have hundreds of high-quality fabrics and details to choose from and are always adding new options so you can add your own flair. With endless ways to customize, designing an outfit is easy. Just tell Indochino how you want it, and that's how they'll make it. Find your perfect fit and stand out in style with a custom suit from Indochino. For 10% off, use promo code WOMEN when you visit Indochino.com to book a showroom appointment or place an order. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code WOMEN. Three. And now, you're tuned in to the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And with us today, Jeremy, we have a special guest co-host, owner of California Distilleries, Billy Tiller. Billy, thanks so much for joining us today, man. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It should be fun. Our pleasure, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, man. And I got to tell you guys, uh, his his uh, his alcohol uh, that he that he owns, he, you guys actually make uh, whiskey. And this whiskey, I I kid you guys not, does not give you a hangover the next morning. I, I had it, and the next day I'm like, wow, this is the first time I actually don't feel like I hate myself a lot at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Matt, Billy, I got to love as it. As you all know, I haven't tried it since uh, I don't drink anymore, although I want to say, where the hell was this when I was pounding whiskey away, man? I mean, seriously, why didn't I know about this? <laughs> it, it wasn't there yet. It wasn't there uh, yet. It wasn't out. It was out, just not legally. Oh, there you go. (laughs) There you go. That that'll be why. But you also but but the other thing too is that you guys don't just make whiskey. You guys also have uh you guys also have moonshine and you also it's flavored because I've tasted your guys's uh apple. Uh, I think it's like what the what the apple pie or whatever it's called and the peach. Oh my god, they were so free. I I'm telling you, Jeremy, I was drinking this and I was like, I was like, oh, it tastes good, it's like juice. And before I knew it, I was like, the bottle's gone. Why is the rum always gone? You know, like, that was one of those situations. You got to be very careful with it because there's a lot of liquor, even though you don't taste uh, what people Mm -hmm. refer to as alcohol. That's 30s that give you the headaches and hangovers and taste like rubbing alcohol. That's not supposed to be in the alcohol. So when we remove that, there's no taste to the actual ethanol that we're drinking. So when I mix it with juice, it tastes like you're drinking or eating, if you will, an apple pie. And then people kill the bottle in an hour and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, good times. <laughs> I, I used to age my own mint juleps. So I'd buy a, you know, a hundred good hundred proof bourbon and I'd mix them up and then I'd 
put them in the cabinet and age them for a couple of months. And same thing. I mean, people, they'd be three, through two or three jars and, you know, before they realized they had made a mistake. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of liquor. Oh yeah, it's good. It's it's always it's always a good time when when liquor hits you. You don't feel on the next day. You're like, hey, I feel good. Yay! You know, like I I don't know what that's like. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, moving forward here, we got a lot of uh, stuff to cover. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. We apologize. We've had uh, technical difficulties. Actually, the truth is that Jeremy didn't want to be here uh, with me here. He wanted to be here for all of you, but not with yeah. me here. I, I was trying to find a way around having him still be a part of this, but you know, I'm stuck with the guy. I only came on because of Jeremy. So, well, ah, thank you, thank you, Billy. Thank you, thank Billy. you so much, Billy. It hurts a little. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the one that invited you, and it hurts. It's sad. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about it. Anyways, we do have a great show for you guys today. We're talking uh, entertainment news, and actually, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, something that happened last week. Britney Spears. We all know that Britney Spears got married last week, uh, but she and she had a bunch of guests. Uh, Paris Hilton was there. Selena Gomez, Madonna. I mean, uh, there was a lot of a plethora of uh, celebrities in a very small, intimate gathering that she had. Uh, but one guest, she had a party. Crash. She had a wedding crasher, I should say. Her ex-boyfriend, actually her ex-husband for like one night. Um, her, her she basically uh Jason Alexander showed up and he was live streaming when he showed up to this whole ordeal. And uh what happened was that basically uh he had a box cutter on him when he showed up. Now, the guy's obviously unstable. She's already had a restraining order against this guy, and she knows where he lives. The, they, according to him, they grew up together. They've, been, they've known each other since they were kids. They went to Vegas one day or one night, got plastered, got married, whatever. They figured that it was a mistake that they did that they made. The very next day, they got an annulled, and this guy's kind of been there ever since, I guess. Uh, and according to sources... He was basically going there because he felt that they were meant to be together completely cuckoo. So, um, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately for Brittany, she was nowhere near the guy. She, he never got to her security immediately, uh, got to him before he was able to disrupt anything. This is actually a couple hours before the wedding ceremony even began. So lucky for, for Brittany and the rest that, that he wasn't there to like try to, you know, cause a scene or anything like that. And, Fortunately, security was there to stop him. Thank God for that. Uh, but apparently, according uh, and Billy, you know, you you actually uh, told us this before the show started that he already had warrants out for his arrest beforehand. Right. Yeah, I was saying uh, outside of Ventura County where this happened, after the police had detained him, they found they arrested him for the warrants on top of the trespassing and possible stalking, from what I understand. Yeah this this guy was this guy was really out of it, Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy, if if this were to happen to you, <laughs> I got to put you on the spot here. If this were to happen to you, if you if 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 you, if Joni's one of Joni's exes showed up at the wedding, and you heard about this, what what would you do in a situation such as that? <laughs> well, let me say it would depend on which ex. Okay, uh huh. It would if it was her ex-husband my sons my three sons biological i don't even use the f word afterwards just the biological then i would actually be rather pleased because it'd be the first chance in 
almost 17 years I've had to get my hands on him and it wouldn't go very well for him. The abusive piece of shit. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm, my youngest woke up with night terrors till yeah. he was 12 years old for what that son of a bitch put him through. If I got my hands on him, it wouldn't be pretty. And uh, truthfully, I, I, I would be happy if I saw him show up. Now, if it was one of her other exes, I wouldn't have any big deal. I mean, if he wasn't invited, he wouldn't be coming in. But I wouldn't Obviously. have an issue. You know, I wouldn't have an issue with it. I certainly wouldn't cause a problem or be confrontational with him. I mean, there's no reason to. I mean, I've I've met a couple of her ex-boyfriends. I don't have a problem with it. I know she's not going back. She's with me. It's not an issue for me. But this guy obviously had issues. I mean, she got with him when she was very unstable. Mm -hmm. He's obviously very unstable. This uh -huh. is a volatile situation. So, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, it's and, it, you know, obviously things are different between like you and her situation. Obviously, it, it's so funny because I would almost think that you'd be like, no security. Let him through. <laughs> <laughs> let him through. Actually, if oh, you no, can, I put just him in a have, room real I'd quick. <laughs> I just have them lead him around the back of the building and tell him I'll meet him there. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, what about you, man? I mean, what would you do in a situation such as that? I'd be like, hey, that box cutter's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know me, Dave. When you're around me, it's not a gun-free zone. So. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, I mean, but again, luckily, you know, in this particular situation, nothing got, like, out of hand. Uh, they were able to stop this whack job, wackadoodle, from ever going anywhere near her. So that's a, props to security for being on top of it, you know, for making Absolutely. sure that nothing happened. I mean, you know, obviously well, you... we've talked about this before, Jeremy, that security in certain places are lax, not in this situation. Well, this is the thing. I mean, you know, stalking hits very personal to me, whether it's a relationship type thing, a love lorn thing, whatever. Stalking hits really close to home. Not only did I have my own stalker who went to prison for stalking me, as well as a few other people, but um, Rebecca Schaefer, who was unfortunately the actress who lost her life to a stalker and was the catalyst for the stalking laws that are in place now, was a friend of mine. She worked right next door to us while we were filming Growing Pains. She was filming a show called My Sister Sam with Pam Dauber. And they came in every week and filmed. And that's how we found out what happened is she didn't show up on Monday morning. And it, it was it was heartbreaking. It was she was a friend. She was a very sweet young lady. She was, I think, 20 years old, 21 years old, something like that. And she was amazing. She was sweet. She was fun. She was kind to everybody. And it was a huge loss. And it shook all of us. And unfortunately, it took her loss of life to bring this to the forefront. It took that happening for their actual stalking laws that separated it as its own crime um, to be put into place. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely no laughing matter when it comes to that kind of uh, situation. And uh, I mean, this guy, you know, in particular, he he obviously was delusional, like you said, you know, I mean, he he met or he was hanging around with Brittany when she wasn't like at her best. She was a little bit, you know, not stable as well so i mean it's 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 a tough one right there but again hopefully he'll get help after this hopefully he'll leave her alone he'll live he'll leave both her and her new husband sam uh as, as Gar i can't pronounce his name as gari uh, gari something like that um hopefully they'll leave them both alone and real quick point of fact 
they have an ironclad prenup. So they get a divorce. This guy, Sam, gets zilch. <laughs> he gets nothing out of Brittany. So I'm, I guess she must have learned. <laughs> She's learned over the years. So, I mean, you know, but the guy, but the guy I mean, I think the guy is actually with her because he actually does love her. Uh, he's been like her rock during her unstable moments. And so I'm, you know, honestly, I'm happy that she hopefully has finally found happiness over, you know, because of everything she's been through, everything she's gone through, the free Britney movement, the conservatorship, everything, you know, it's good to see that she's trying to move on with her life and trying to pretty much normalize herself and get herself back out there. So props to both of them, you know, happy, happy, many, many happy years for both of them. And uh, hopefully that, uh, you know, this will be, this will be the start of a great, uh, uh, you know, uh, wedding and great uh marriage for Britney Spears. In other entertainment news, Amber Heard uh, decided to give her side of the story now. Uh, she actually was on uh, NBC early this morning to chat with uh, Savannah Guthrie. Guthrie uh, and basically she's saying that she doesn't blame the jury uh, for the decision. She basically is saying that they were uh, influenced by social media and everything else. Uh, she's blaming social media, saying that she never got a fair trial. She never got a fair chance. She doesn't blame the jury because uh, the witnesses that they had. And uh, then, of course, the you know, all the all the people that they had afterward, you know, the randos that she calls, she says she called them randos uh, that showed up to testify during the trial uh, were pretty much, they pretty much had a say in how the jury, uh, you know, uh, gave their verdict. But it was funny is that Savannah ended up saying, she ended up telling her, well, the jury is not supposed to be influenced by anything other than the truth and the facts. And they basically said that all of the, your facts were untrue. Everything you said were untrue. So, I mean, you can't really blame the jury for being influenced for anything at this point. I mean, we all saw the trial. The world saw the trial. We all saw the verdict and we all felt that even in the interview, actually, I saw snips, uh, snippets of the interview. And even in the interview, she, like I saw the comments and everybody's like, I still can't, I still can't believe her acting. She still looks like she's acting and it looks like she's trying so hard to cry, but she can't get the tears out. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? I mean... Then she goes ahead and last week we were talking, I was actually, we we're going to talk about this last week that she owes Johnny Depp about $6 million or so, but yet, and she can't pay it. She says she can't pay it, but yet she's flying around in private jet planes and all these under wonder, all these other wonderful things that really a person that can't afford to pay back, uh, you know, the judgment should be doing. So there's just so many like factors in there that I'm really not understanding too well. Uh, Jeremy, you know, let's go ahead and start with you. What are your thoughts on your thoughts on this whole situation with Amber Heard? Well, let me start off by saying that I agree with some of the pundits and some of the people who've been coming to her defense a little bit in that the vitriol that is going on on the internet, the death wishes, the horrible stuff like that is ridiculous. It's not right. And no matter what you believe about this case, that's uncalled for and unacceptable. Let's make that very clear right off the top. But as you said, I can only speak for what I saw. And she was the less credible witness, plain and simple. That's how it came off to me. If I was the juror, 
I that's the decision I would have come to. I didn't believe her. It's that simple. It's not a bias. You know me. I, I side with the, you know, so-called abusee every time, you know, just until I have the facts. You know that about me. I never make a judgment about something like this until the facts start playing out. And I've said, even with everything we saw in court, we will still never know 100% for sure if Johnny Depp did anything or if she was completely lying. We will never know the 100% truth. I can tell you my opinion and my judgment on watching what happened. She was caught in multiple lies. She was caught in multiple exaggerations. And she just did not come off as believable. That's the only thing I had to go on. And that's the only thing a jury has to go on in a he said, she said like this. And I agree with that. Billy, you're over there nodding your head. And when I was telling you, when I was talking about everything she said, you were also kind of, I, I I have a feeling you have something to say about this. Um, I actually been following this case. At first, I didn't really care. I mean, I love Johnny Depp. Um, to be honest, I didn't know who Amber Heard was. I even watched Aquaman. I watched it like four times with my kids and didn't know that it was Amber Heard. So when they were like, oh, this is a Amber Heard movie. No, that's Jason Momoa. We all know that. William Defoe, we all know that. Um, was a big deal that she got that role. And uh, I do hope that she continues. I mean, that personal life should be separate from her entertainment business. Um, I do agree with Jeremy that the death threats and everything that the social media has made that out to be um, completely inexcusable. And like, it's just not not good human to do that to somebody else. So I agree with Jeremy there. Um, I also agree with Jeremy that I did end up watching cause it was such a big deal and pretty much a soap opera in the jury or in the courtroom. So I watched it from the beginning up to the end. And um, it was, in my opinion, kind of a markery of the justice system. It is a, he says, she says civil trial. Um, but she did not have stories that lined up correctly, even with her other witnesses that she brought. So I can see how the jury did go to that um, verdict that they came up with. Uh, and you know me as a retired deputy uh, sheriff at San Diego County, um, I follow the, that pretty closely. So when it comes to the law, I don't, granted, the jury wasn't put up in hotels. So they did go home at the end of the night and they're on their honor system that they weren't looking up, you know, to be influenced by social media or anything in the news. Um, whether they did that or not, I don't know. But as far as like the evidence presented in court, I, I would agree with the jury. They made the correct decision on that. Um, but that's just how I saw it. No, no doubt. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, and point of fact, real quick, I just wanted to go ahead and say, I, I wasn't sure, Billy, if you wanted me to actually mention that, fa that, little, uh, that little factoid of you that you're a former deputy. But by the way, thank you for your service, uh, you know, for, for, uh, for what you did for us and everything. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, actually, in, in being in that, in, in, in that uh, service industry, uh, you've seen a lot of people that have, you know, probably gone through domestic violence issues and things like that. I mean, you've seen victims. I'm sure you've seen victims throughout that, you know, when you were in that career. Seeing the way Amber, her mannerisms, facial expressions, things like that. I mean, do you, I mean, and watching the trial, would you actually, as a jury, would you actually believe a lot of what she was saying was true? Or would you think that there's something not right here? Now, I can't speak for the jury, obviously. 
Um, so only going off of what I saw, but keep in mind, my job in the sheriff's department was psychiatric emergency response team, 3,300 hours of psych training. So everything that I dealt was mostly with psych, which obviously dealt a lot with domestic violence and victims and PTSD and schizophrenia and, and me being retired for PTSD myself. Um, everybody reacts differently to PTSD. So I'm not saying she wasn't a victim and coming from prior relationships and going to several calls where the man can be the victim. We are not quick to say we're the victim because you don't want that out there that, oh, this girl did this to me that our, I don't know, man code, you're too hard headed to <laughs> want to go down that route. So, um, but what I do have to go off is the cops testimony in the, in the trial. Um, they showed up multiple times and multiple times she did not have injuries and I'm sorry, but even if you try to cover it up with makeup or if you're far away, we see this all the time. You're going to have redness and that redness is going to cause certain steps. The next day it's going to have a certain type of bruising um, when it'll start off kind of dark. And then after a few days, depending how bad it is, a few weeks, the hemoglobin rises and you get yellow and purple coat. I mean, there's steps to that that we're looking for when we show up to these, these type of things. Um, what this relationship sounds like, it was a very, very toxic relationship. So I would not be surprised if whoever started the fight, it escalated and it was a both party kind of escalation. I'm sure at one point she was the victim. I'm sure at one point he was the victim. That's just what it seemed like to me. But that's my own opinion. That's a valid one. Couldn't agree with you more on that, Billy. Um, I, I wanted to throw this in because this was a point that... Uh, a lot of people have been talking about about this and it seems to be i hate to bring it i hate to bring it to this side here but it seems to be a lot of the very um feminist female talking heads reporters most of them are not real reporters they're you know talking heads on shows doing very much what we're doing um but you know they're making it out that this is just another, you know, see, he's so powerful and it's so this and it's just another white man getting away with being an abuser. And uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, but that's not where we're at anymore as bad as we were at another time. OK, Bill Cosby had more power than Johnny Depp ever had and more clout. Not a single person came to his defense. Do you understand that? Not one person. He had plenty of money to pay him off. He had plenty of favors to call in. Not one person, Harvey Weinstein, who half controlled Hollywood, who had more people in his back pocket than you can count going down. Not a single person stood up to try and help him. OK, this is not a man woman issue, in my opinion. This was a believability issue. This was a credibility issue, you know, but a lot of people are trying to make this a man woman thing. And Billy, as you pointed out, you know, the man can often be the abused. It does happen a lot more than we hear about. Um, but you, you get, I mean, even Kevin Spacey, you know, I mean, given he maybe didn't at the time have the clout that Johnny has achieved, but I mean, you're talking about an Academy Award nominee, a guy who was writing his own checks for every script he wanted to do. Not a single person came out to try and defend, oh no, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't, you know, if all, if, if it's all about these white men who have power, then where were they with all these guys? And no, Bill's not a white guy, but he's loved by more white people than anybody in the world. I mean, it's it's not a man-woman issue this time. I'm sorry. It's it's not. 
in my I can only say my opinion, but that's I do not believe that at all. You know, not this time. Well, so far, uh, it seems that Amber is just trying to like get her point across out there. Uh, it's still falling on a lot of deaf ears uh, for the most part. She does. She did say that she's going to make a comeback and it's going to be in a great way. Um, but uh, in a separate story, actually, Johnny Depp is headed back to court again over an assault charge. Uh, that he had uh, for one of his, uh, I believe, one of his uh, former crew members or something like that. And, uh, you know, Camille Vasquez is going to be right there to represent him yet again. So she's going to be right there to have his back one more time. We'll see what well, I'm, I'm actually going to uh, uh, take a look at that one <laughs> later on. Uh, but you you actually brought up another uh, another point uh, that that uh, we're going to be talking about right here, Jeremy, another actor that is being charged right now in the UK. Kevin Spacey is actually being charged in the UK for multiple uh, counts for four counts of sexual assault. Uh, this is coming from Variety.com. It says, quote, Kevin Spacey has been formally charged with four counts of sexual assault in the UK. Uh, the Metropolitan Police confirmed today. Spacey has also been charged with, quote, causing a person to engage in penetrative uh, sexual activity without consent, end quote. Uh, the actor is set to appear at Westminster Magistrates uh, Court on Thursday morning. The four historic assaults are alleged to have happened, uh, have been perpetrated against three men now in their 30s and 40s between 2005 and 2013, a period uh, during which Spacey served as artistic director of the Old Vic Theater. So right now, uh, Kevin Spacey's in a lot of trouble. He's been in trouble, actually, uh, for the past few years, but seems like you know, it's starting to actually progress more and more in this, in this, uh, in these charges. Uh, he has, I mean, he was, uh, actually let go from house of cards, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, Netflix original series because of these allegations of, a couple of years ago, but it seems like the roosters are coming, you know, are coming home to roost right now. So, uh, Billy, you know, I see that you're kind of, uh, you know, nodding your head over there. What are your thoughts on what's going on with Kevin Spacey? I mean, I kind of saw it coming. Um, he's charged here in the U.S., uh, like we were talking about with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. The Me Too thing usually comes to surface, which didn't happen in that case. Um, but Kevin Spacey, it was Me Too, Me Too, Me Too. And then a whole ring of celebrities, from what I understand, that was involved in a similar kind of thing. Um, so for him to be charged in the QA was just like not a surprise to me. I mean, I didn't hear about it till today, but I'm not actually shocked that there's Me Too there. That's what we're here to go ahead and inform. <laughs> Anybody that hasn't heard about it, we'll hear about it through us. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's basically and you're right about that, Bill. You're totally right about that. It kind of came back to him. I mean, Jeremy, you have. You know, you know, all, you know about, you know, this type of stuff. It happens in the industry a lot. Uh, I mean, you know, and I, and you brought up Kevin Spacey for a reason. Yeah, it's it's the again, you're talking about a powerful man, a man who was at the top of his game. He was literally at that point where he's writing his own paycheck. He's picking his projects and they're just handing him whatever he wants. And the point of bringing that up was that's a certain amount of power there. The whole Amber Heard argument was, you know, Johnny's so powerful. All these people are coming to lie for him because he's got so much power. If that's the case, then what about all these other powerful men? Where are all those people? 
You know, it's that's my question. That's what I really because honestly, people would be coming out of the woodwork if there were all these stories about him. That's how it is. People want their five minutes to talk about it and to have their victim moment and to get their five seconds of fame, whatever their reasoning or whether it's because they just want vindication or justice. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons why these people come forwards. And if no one's coming forwards, that says something. You know, it's you're not talking about small fries here. You're not talking about people nobody's heard of. I mean, I, I have way too many friends this happened to in the business. I mean, I've talked about it before. I was abused not by someone in the business, but I have many friends who were. And I also worked around people that I ended up finding out later on were pedophiles, were involved in, you know, child pornography, were had assaulted children, had done, you know, it's three people who worked on my show behind the scenes. I mean, it's a well-known fact that one of our executive producers went to prison for producing child pornography. You know, and it's, it's just, it's, and again, I will say this. It is not exclusive to the entertainment industry, okay? There are certain factions of the media who want to portray it as a Hollywood issue. Any place you have children who are given a certain amount of autonomy and being left alone and unsupervised, you're going to have predators drawn to that industry. It happens in almost every form of entertainment, dance, sports. I mean, look at gymnastics, look at figure skating, look at anything else that has had a lot of young kids in it. I mean, hell, even football. I mean, look at Sandusky and Penn, at Penn State. I mean, it is rampant in places where kids or young people are left unsupervised and on their own. These are people who are vulnerable. These are people who can be put in situations where they are easily manipulated because these are people who have power over their lives. And this is true facts, true facts. I mean, and right now, uh, Kevin Spacey is in deep, deep trouble right now because, again, uh, there's not just one person that uh, decided to come forward, but you had four uh, different uh, guys come forward right now. Uh, we have some people in the chat right now. First of all, I wanted to go ahead and give a shout-out to Hall. Hey, Hall, how you doing? I see you right there. Uh, Melissa is saying that Amber is delusional. She also went ahead and said, uh, most cases are with people you know, like family, friends, more so than coaches, etc." So, uh, you know, it, it is it is true that it does happen with family and friends. And that's the scary part right there. Well, it's I'm, I'm, I'd say, Billy, you probably unfortunately know a lot more about that than you'd want to um, coming from, you know, law enforcement. But it's true. I mean, that's you hear about it with celebrities, with coaches, with all these say because it makes the news. It's a big story. That's why we hear about it more. But the numbers, no family member, family friend, somebody like that. The numbers are staggeringly out of proportion when you're talking. Basically, in my former profession, uh, when it came to those kind of crimes and cases, it was mostly by, if not a family member, then somebody that is well known within the family. I mean, that that was a vast majority of them. Of course, there's that random grab a kid out of a park when mom's not looking. Um, but most of them uh, are by somebody that is not only like you. It's not like an acquaintance of the family. It's a it's either a family member or somebody very, very close to the family to make that victim, unfortunately, uncomfortable or to be comfortable instead of uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh 
it's a tough world. It's a really, really scary world we live in. I mean, parents, I mean, it, it's my, my parents, my parents are always afraid of me going to sleepovers, me doing any of that kind of stuff, because they heard so many horror stories about children being molested by somebody that lived at that at a house or something like that. And, you know, that's why I never I never knew about a sleepover. I never uh, went to sleepovers or anything like that because my mom was like, nope, not happening. Sorry, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you staying right here where I can see you. You know, if they if you want to bring your friends over here, fine. Let them come over here, but you're not going anywhere. So, you know, I'll tell you something. My my mom actually wrote a book. Um, she might have even written it with um, Brian Bonsall from. Uh, family Ties, the little boy on Family Ties. Mm -hmm. uh, she might even have written it with uh, his mom. I can't remember which which child star's mom she wrote it with, but it was a guide by parents of kids in the industry for parents of kids in the industry. And it was all about protecting the kids. And it dealt with most of the business side, mostly, but it was also a large part about being there, being involved, keeping your eye on your kid. You know, you're the only one who can keep them safe. I mean, I don't know how many times I saw kids, you know, 14, 13, being sent off to another state with their publicist or their manager or the, are you kidding me? Really? You know, somebody who you've known for maybe a year, maybe two at the most, who's has a parasitic relationship with your child anyway in the business in that they are. Sorry, this shows my love for most managers and publicists and agents, but they're leeches. I mean, it's, you know, people who suck off of people who have actual talent and they make their living by leeching off of them. I mean, that's basically what they do. Now, the good ones, they really nurture and take care. But the problem is those ones are few and far between. So, I mean, what parent in their right mind would let their child go to another state or, you know, unsupervised with someone like that? But again, even the parents, they don't know any better a lot of times. You know, they, they're trying to make their kid, give their kid the best opportunity to succeed in this business, all of that. They're easily manipulated. They're vulnerable as well. So, you know, you can't just say it's all the parents' fault. I mean, they, a lot of these parents, I can tell you, my mom didn't know squat when we got into this business. I mean, didn't know a thing. I mean, I, I got screwed over many times through just, unfortunately, her not knowing any better. But I was never in danger. True. True. That's a, that's a good parent right there to watch, uh, watch her child's back right there. But, uh, you know, it's unfortunately, un unfortunately, there's a lot of them that, you know, slip through the cracks. You know, a lot of parents that uh, unfortunately weren't as protective as our parents were with us. Uh, so, you know, and, and this and this this right here with Kevin Spacey, this actually happened to men. Like, that's the crazy part. It happened to a, like, you know, some some of them were were not of age, but some of them were actually because they were like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's Kevin Spacey and he's maybe going to give me a role or something or put me in a movie or something, you know. So it's Dude, just that's the worst thing. Very common, much like the domestic violence thing I was talking about earlier. Uh, boys, men being sexually abused are going to be more afraid to come out because of that embarrassment that they feel. And that's not supposed to happen to me kind of. Mm -hmm. And I also don't think that this is a new thing. For example, my kids, I don't kick them outside like my parents. Hey, when the streetlights come on, that means it's curfew. Yep. Like I'm, if my kids are out front playing, I'm out there with them. I don't care if they're 
I have a two-year-old all the way up to a 14-year-old. No, you're not just hanging out by yourself out front, especially not after dark. Um, but I don't think this is also like a new thing. I think we just have the podcast, like what you guys invited me here today for. We have the social media. We have the internet with news. And I think the news about these kind of atrocities just spread a lot faster to multiple towns and we can all hear about it that same day. So it's been going on for probably a while. It's just, oh, yeah. you probably wouldn't hear about it in Bodunk down out in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, real quick in our stream, we have uh, Michael uh, saying uh, Jeremy Miller, the best uh, watching from the Maltese Island in Europe. Michael, so thank, thank you so you, much. Man. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Devo says, yes, uh, he was always one of my favorites and we will be until I die. Well, <laughs> there you go. You got, you got, See, this is why I, I, I put up with him because I love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys. You know, appreciate that. <laughs> you know, he's still here because of you. <laughs> <laughs> he won't go away. Hall <laughs> <laughs> uh, is also saying, uh, my buddy Hall is also saying, love you, Miller. So everybody love everybody loves him. Hey, hey, hey. That's you know, he's he's a lovable guy. What can I say? Anywho, uh, I mean, Dave, I grew up watching Ben Sieber. I mean, that was. <laughs> I got to admit, so did I, you know, we all did. We all grew up watching him. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, we all wanted to be, uh, Devo says, don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, um, like I said, man, I mean, I was a, I was a total sitcom kid, you know, I understand people having the connection with our show because I had that connection with other shows. I mean, I, even when we were doing growing pains, I was watching all the other sitcoms that, you know, were big on TV. You know, I watched family ties regularly. I watched Cosby show. I watched cheers and you know, all these different shows, not to mention the ones I grew up on, you know, I mean, freaking Brady bunch and the Hulk and all those, you know, different shows that I grew up reciting and just loving so I get that connection because I still have that fondness for those actors that, you know, were a part of my life through those shows. And Melissa is also saying sitcom saved my life. Not going to lie. So that's, and I like her, I'm sure we all agree with that. She also had to say something else actually, because some of these, uh, some of these uh, comments come in a little bit uh, delayed. So we apologize for that. But going back to what we were uh, talking about, Melissa actually had something to say. She said, the scary thing is the case is not being reported and having these sick people get so-called respected jobs uh, in the community. It's scary speaking from experience. So yeah, yeah it, I, I've told you this story before. There was a man, <sighs> screw it. No, I can use his name because this is all public record. His name is Bob Villard. This guy was charged with child pornography in Canada. Came down and became paparazzi during my day on Growing Pains and got himself around lots and lots of kids in the industry. And then made himself a children's publicist. Oh God. I found him on our set over at Ashley Johnson, the little girl on our show's trailer, talking with her and her mom. I went over there, grabbed the mom, and said, excuse me, what's going on? Oh, he's, you know, talking to us about being a new publicist. And then, no. I went and got security immediately, and I said, you guys get him off the lot, or I'm going to get a baseball bat. 
do it now. And they exited him off of his feet, off the lot, and he was never allowed back. But it happens that quickly. It was known in the industry that this guy had been charged in Canada, and yet they still let him be paparazzi around all these children and then get a license to be a PR. I mean, it 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 happens. That's a scary. That's a that's a scary thought. That's a scary thought. But uh, you know, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to protect these kids a lot better than than they they did back then. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, there'll be there'll be more. I guess more more uh, caution in place uh, to protect these kids, especially these child actors. And I think they are there are now. I mean, things have changed. Like Billy, you you said so yourself. Uh, things get out a lot faster, like wildfire, because of social media, because of the technology. That both is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. I mean, there's always a there's always a flip of the coin with technology. But as long as it does something to help, that's all that matters in the end. So, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and. Uh, you know, I agree, with Dave. I mean, uh, technology can be scary. For example, we're hearing more and more about um, crimes like this that are committed everywhere in everybody's neighborhood. Um, you hear a lot more of it, so you get a lot more afraid. But at the same time, I also agree that it's absolutely wonderful because that Amber Alert. I mean, we're finding more and more kids a whole lot faster before anything and before that Amber Alert came out. Mm-hmm. Thank I mean, God for that. Thank God for that. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, keep everybody apprised. If anything new happens with the Kevin Spacey trial, we'll be sure to uh, inform everybody on what's going on. In other entertainment news, it's a sad day in Hollywood today as uh, Hollywood uh, says goodbye to a wonderful actor. Philip Baker Hall passed away today at the age of 90. Uh, Most of us might have seen Hall in uh, many different movies. I saw him in uh, the movie The Rock with Sean Connery and, uh, and uh, I can't, oh my God, the name escapes me right now. Really? Really? Nicholas Cage? Thank you, Nicholas Cage. Flatline for two seconds. Don't blame me. Um, <laughs> with Sean Connery and Nicholas Cage, he was also in Rush Hour uh, with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. I mean, he's been in Boogie a lot Nights. of movies. Boogie Nights. Uh, he was in uh, Magnolia, Seinfeld. His most recent stint was in Modern Family. Uh, so he was there. He uh, fortunately, we we uh, we heard that he actually passed away peacefully in his home in Glendale, California, today uh, at the age of ninety. So says uh, the representatives for his family. I mean. I, I saw him in a couple of these movies and he always had that rustic, like, you know, kind of like voice, like, you know, well, you know, blah, 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 you know, he always had that kind of like rustic voice, rusty voice about him that I always enjoyed. And uh, I mean, Billy, did you, did you, I'm sure you saw him in a couple of movies, didn't you? Oh, I love him. Yeah, absolutely. So many movies. Uh, one of my favorite comedians was Jim Carrey. So Bruce Almighty, he was uh, his boss as at the radio station. Yeah. That's um, right. There, he's been in so many movies from comedy to dramas to action. He's he's an icon and a legend. Deeply going to be missed. Yeah. Jeremy, you know how I you know how I feel about this. Oh, yeah. I love I mean, you know, losing huge people, you know, a huge person that everybody knows by name is is one thing. But these smaller actors who if I said their name, nine people out of 10 wouldn't have a clue. But the second you show him a picture, they go, I love that guy. He's I mean, every time he does a part, I love him. He's amazing. Those are the guys that you you really feel that loss because oh, yeah. those are the actors that really make a film. 
it's that subtle background stuff, that subtle smaller roles that really bring it together. And when you lose great people like that, it's it really takes away a lot. And we're losing them left and right too, man. I mean, what's going on? Like we're losing a lot of great ones. I mean, well, it's you know, age. I know. Ninety. That. that was a, that was a full life. Ninety was a full life for him. I mean. You can't yeah, get... look at everything he did and 90 years old going peacefully at home. I mean, to accomplish all that he did to be a part of so much that will be remembered and to go out like that after such a long life. Uh, I, not many of us could ask for more. Very true. My condolences go out or actually our condolences go out to uh, his family in other entertainment news. James Corden is saying goodbye to the late, late. Is it late, late, late or late, late show? I forgot if it was two lates or three lates. I'm not, I don't remember. I can never remember. Well, either way, he's he's uh, saying goodbye to uh, his uh, his show that has become very popular for uh, carpool karaoke and many other wonderful uh, things he's made popular over the years. Uh, he's going back to the UK. He's going back to his homeland. And according to uh, one of his partners for one of his production agencies, he has big plans coming up uh, right after that. And the reason why he is saying goodbye to his uh, Late Late Show is because he's trying to get these projects going but his schedule with the late late show prevents him from getting those projects going so that's why he has to say goodbye uh this is his final season he made the announcement last week uh so it's going to be the final season of the late 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 show with james corden uh personally i i actually have watched a couple of i think I, you know, he started the show back in 2015 and it just started, you know, getting bigger, larger and larger and larger. And uh, again, carpool karaoke. I love watching carpool karaoke. Um, that's yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the favorites that I freaking really enjoy watching. Billy, you love car, carpool karaoke too, right? I own the game, dude. It. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. So do you do it in your car too? Oh, all the time. Uh, nice. Not only that, but the game and the video game I have at the distillery. So when people come over, we play at the bar. Nice. Oh, nice. Actually, I, the whole thing is great. It just takes your mind off of everything that's going on. And um, James Corden has just been great in everything that he's done, not just carpool karaoke, but I mean, he's just a funny guy in general. So. Oh, yeah. No, I just I, I, I personally agree. I mean, and I look at it this way. He went ahead and started a game which personally we all do anyway in the car if we hear a song we start singing anyway so i mean he actually made it a great game which is brilliant uh, in my opinion so i mean and jeremy i mean i have heard i every time i'm in the car with you you never sing like you never sing even when the growing pains theme song comes on you never sing it's a scary movie too when the lady comes on and says hey i'm trying to sing oh yeah yeah that one too <laughs> i remember that <laughs> Yeah, you know me. Uh, I don't I don't torture people with my voice anymore. Um, but you were the voice of Linus in the Peanuts gang. I mean, you hey, had that voice when I was young. I could sing. I was trained and I actually I think I've told you this. I was working with the same vocal coach that Michael Jackson used. Um, I worked with him multiple times as well as his main understudy. And that's who I worked with and trained under for years. But I had other interests as well. And when my voice changed and when I was hitting puberty, I quit training. 
So mm. that ability, that control, all of that went right out the window when all of this changed. That's the truth. Um, I can sing in about that much of a range. If it's in this range right here, I'm awesome. If it goes out of that, can't sing a note. Um, that's just how it is now. So I don't subject people to that anymore. But no, love James Corden for the carpool karaoke. I have to admit, truthfully, um, not the biggest fan of the rest of his show, his interview style, that kind of thing didn't connect with me. So I didn't watch it very often. Um, there were other late night shows that I, I preferred their interviewing and things like that. But he does, you know, the carpool karaoke and a few of the other bits that he would do were very creative, a great way to capitalize on things that were already very, um, very familiar to a lot of us and to bring it in and out in a different way. So it'll, it'll be a loss, but I very much understand why he would be doing this. You know, it is when you are booked into a show like that and you're talking about an everyday show five days a week this isn't like doing a sitcom yeah i mean that's Tough. when we were doing the sitcom alan was working on nine projects at a time that was our running joke all the time was <laughs> if alan wasn't on the set he's on the phone so if we're ready to film and he's not there it was get him off the phone and get him here and i swear to god 99.9 .9 times out of 100 that's exactly where he was he was by the craft service table on the set phone making some business deal because he was always producing and writing music and writing scripts. And that's what he did. But we did one episode a week. All we had to do was rehearse and polish that one episode. James Corden and these guys have to put out new material, new monologues, Every new day. everything, five days a week. So with hours notice. <laughs> exactly. That is absolutely insane scheduling. And when you have more you want to do, it, it really limits you. Nah, it's tough. I mean, he definitely deserves uh, to go ahead and take a break from all this and try to like focus on projects that he's passionate about. Uh, you know, he's an artist through and through. So James Gordon, you will be definitely uh, missed in in here here in the U.S. But let's see what you got when you get to the U.K. You know, it's going to we're, we're bound to know what you're going to be up to over there anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, in our stream, we have Devo's saying that, that I'm the karaoke queen, G-A-L-O-L. Uh, and then we got uh, Melissa saying uh, he's going to be missed. Also saying uh, the crosswalk skits he did as well were so funny. I got to agree with that, too. Yes. Uh, the Great Divine is saying uh, Johnny Carson, love him. So, uh, you know, he, uh, that's a, that was another one that uh, that was the really king, great. I mean, the king, the king right there. So definitely uh, James Corden will be missed uh, in the Late Late Show. In other entertainment news, Jeremy, we have. A, a second, actually, not a first, but a second. Uh, Jennifer Hus Hudson uh, is an EGOT winner. Yeah, this is pretty big. This is really awesome. Um, I, J Jennifer Hudson is incredibly talented. This is a multifaceted woman who I was blown away by her voice when she first, you know, hit the scene. I mean, that, that powerful, just multi-octave range and ability and then she comes out in dream girls and slays it in the acting side as well so this is an incredibly talented person but she just picked up her tony as a producer of a new um of a new broadway show that they're doing and this makes only the her only the second uh black woman to have won any to have claimed the egot uh, which is emmy grammy oscar and tony and she's only the second one and the first was whoopee so that's she's in incredibly good company. There's only been 17 EGOT 
winners throughout the history of you know these american um award shows she hit the quad she she hit the quad and she's in some very elite company right now no doubt billy what are your thoughts uh well so jennifer hudson i've heard the name and more so the songs and then my my girlfriend would be like oh this is jennifer hudson and i was like oh okay yeah i know these songs um but what really caught my attention with her was uh there was a movie uh that she did phenomenal in um and i was like wow she has an incredible voice adam sandler sandy wexler she was in sandy wexler with adam oh, okay. sandler. almost like a star is born uh kind of like finding this new talent and mm-hmm. being her agent and bringing her up but phenomenal voice absolutely phenomenal um, to be a hundred percent honest with you until tonight, I've never even heard of an EGOT. <laughs> I, heard Tony and I know what a Tony is. Well, an EGOT yep. is, is, is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar and a Tony award. It's, okay. it's, it's the acronym for, it's the acronym for all four of those. And so. one of the most recent winners, you know, to claim it was actually, um, John Legend who got a Grammy for his, or an Oscar for a song he did in an animated film, and then Grammys from just his amazing singing and music work and voices. He got his Tony, he got an, you know, I mean, it's it's really an accomplishment because it shows your versatility and, and range across the entertainment industry. And there are many people who are great at one thing, but, you know, to really excel at, all of that is is just amazing. I mean, it's something that uh, most of us will not know what that is like. I agree with that. My dad always told me, you know, you could be a jack of all trades, but a master of one. So absolutely, good point. So good I, point. I make whiskey. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So major congratulations for Jennifer Huston, Hudson for her huge accomplishment for sure. Now, folks, we're coming to the to the point of uh, the show where I love to go ahead. This is this is Jeremy's favorite point of the show where I go ahead and show uh, some blind reactions to some TikTok videos that I found because, I mean, Jeremy refuses to get TikTok. He will never get it. So I have to force him to watch some of these uh, some of these videos. Uh, skits that i've seen on tiktok this first one has to do with going to the dentist now we all know the dentists actually get to see every nook and cranny that goes in through our mouth including something else that uh quite frankly we're we don't know about check it out i saw on tiktok that dentists can tell if you just sucked a wiener is it true yep that one's true how because you can see bruising in the soft tissue in the back of the soft palate. Oh. So there's a particular pattern of, of bruising that we can that we can tell. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. So after Valentine's Day, we've noticed that bruising in the in the soft palate a lot more frequently. So no. fun facts. <laughs> You learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. And he's even said after Valentine's Day, we get a lot of those in here. <laughs> I'm not even sure what to say to that, except information I never knew I needed. Yeah. 
facts on that, Billy. How do you feel about that? How does this make you feel? <laughs> this must make a lot of work on some uh, supervisor promotions that I know from some people. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, this next uh, this next TikTok video um, again. We're also the Navarro Miller Report is also to inform people. Um, this next TikTok video um, has to do has to do with um, uh, I've seen some TikTok videos of uh, people imitating animals. This one in particular, actually. Well, before we get to that, I, there's somebody that actually made a comment. Yeah, I do just start laughing at that one. Um, this TikTok video has to do with a person imitating certain animals, and God, he really went all out for this one. Let me, let me just check this out. out to imitate how animals yep. attack <laughs> yes he did um, a lot of free time on his hands <laughs> I mean, the mean, on the seagull yeah right i saw that too i didn't even notice that until yeah, like, i saw it again <laughs> bird on the seagull that was great uh, i've been a victim of that myself every time oh, i get yeah. inside <laughs> Oh yeah, the what was that? What was that from the league, Jeremy? The um, I forgot what it was called. The, the with Andre that he that he was had his coming. It was like the ultimate turd coming his way, something the like Crapageddon that. or something. The like crap, that, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the Crapageddon, something like that. But yeah, that was always great. This last one, um, this last one's actually very interesting. Uh, obviously, many of you know that I am a gamer. I love playing video games. Uh, Jeremy as well. I don't know, Billy. Are you a gamer at all? Do you like playing? Dude, you know, I don't own a laptop or a desktop, but I got my Oculus Quest 2. I got my PS4. Still trying to get a PS5, so. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> not going to happen. But I've been, uh, I've had every generation of every game since the Atari, so. Awesome. Nice. So this Same next here. TikTok, this next TikTok had to do with another podcast. And um, <laughs> this, is, this is the funniest thing. Obviously, in some of these games, we build avatars. We have avatars, and we go into a, a lobby where there's a lot of people playing different, you know, avatars, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this this one kind of went a little bit too far with, uh, well, I can't explain it. They'll explain it for you. Pay attention to this. This guy hacked this girl's character because, like, in the metaverse, you can have, like, a perimeter how close the other characters can get to you. Right. Apparently, he hacked the character and did a code that he could get really close to her avatar, and now she's saying she got raped. <laughs> and my thing is, my thing is, like... <laughs> Yeah, if it made you uncomfortable. Tread lightly, Tony. Log off. Log off. Turn off the power. And also, imagine, imagine going to a like, like to a like a, a therapy group of actual rape victims and telling and telling your story. That's like, so funny. And going and going, you know, man. The other day, I. I know. Hey, Cynthia. I know you're you, you were in an alleyway and you just got jumped. You know, but 
the other night I was SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and We're not here to judge. We're here to share experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do it in an alleyway. Some people lose their own husbands. There is so yeah. I was playing Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I mean, Billy, what, <laughs> I'm sorry, but what, what do you think of that? Uh, is it okay <laughs> PC? Oh, yeah. No, go uh, on, please. I don't Honesty. know. These, these new kids coming up, they're just... I mean, to have your avatar character taken and feel like you're a victim of rape, it demeans all victims of rape worldwide. That's uh, just... I don't find the joke in that. That's it's the stupidest thing. It's it, the dumbest thing. Stupid, which I mean, obviously I laughed at it because I mean, it's so stupid. It's ridiculous. But like, like that person needs to get bitch slapped. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> that's so wrong. Yeah. I mean, they, I, but, I agree completely. I, I mean, they compare yourself to a victim like that. No, it's, that's the part that, you know, bothers me the most. I mean, honestly, if you're that fragile that your computer avatar's space was invaded and you're comparing that to you, you have some serious issues that you need to deal with, you know, first and foremost, look at, look in the mirror because you got some serious stuff you got to deal with. And secondly, if you're just being a pain in the ass about it, then yeah, bitch slapped is a good word for it. <laughs> I mean, that and the fact that that's matter. insane. That, that the fact of the matter, they said, if you feel uncomfortable, turn off the game. I mean, yeah. <laughs> unplug Log it. off. Log off. Just leave hey. it. <laughs> and like that guy was saying, could you imagine if you're claiming that and going to an actual mm -hmm. group of like rape victims? Like so stupid. Yeah. It's uh, just I would be insulted. I'm insulted, and I, I, you know, luckily I'm not a victim of that, but I'm insulted for the victims. That's mm -hmm. absolutely beyond insane but no not oh, like you know, not being pc i'm just seeing that more and more in uh the youth that are coming up it's it's the most outrageous claims i'm almost to the point where i'm like bring back dueling <laughs> i don't want to take anybody's life but i bet there's a lot less offended people if i were to challenge you to an actual duel i i, I would agree uh, yeah, no, it's just insane. And, and I will say that there is communities and crap out there online. We all know how sick it can be. There is an actual video game that I read about in one of those, like the 20 games banned across the world kind of a article. I will not use the name, but there is a game out there made by a Japanese company. And the whole point is to molest and rape a mother and daughter wow it's i'm not kidding this is an actual game that can be downloaded it is horrific it has been banned in almost every single country and it's i like i said i've only heard about it i read about the you know i read this article and it talked about you know i don't know if you remember um what was it mailman or postal I think it was Postal was the really violent one that got banned in all these countries. It was on one of those lists. 
And it is a horrific game from everything I have read. I mean, the whole point is like gaining more levels so you can do more horrible things. And it is an, an atrocity. So these communities do exist. When you're talking about an avatar in something as simple and harmless as a Facebook fake world, you know, you're 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 belittling what really is out there that is dangerous and scary. Correct. Correct. I, I couldn't agree more. I agree with you, Jeremy. I mean, for something, I mean, when my child came to me and was like, Hey, I want to download bad neighbor or something like that, where you have to mm -hmm. break neighbor's house. Or I was like, you know, your dad's a cop, right? <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I did play Battlefield and I uh, accepted it where I had to go in and do the shooting in the airport where you were pretty much uh, an active shooter, which is equally as wrong. But uh, the two biggest crimes in my book is going to be a sexual crime um obviously pedophiles up there at the very top but any rape on any person um and rape not just meaning the legal definition but sodomy and whatever whatever have you <laughs> uh the next one is going to be anybody that abuses any kind of political where the public is supposed to have your trust so judges cops par firefighters paramedics anybody in a legal authority position that's like the worst kind of crimes and to make a game and a mockery of that kind of situation I think it's just wrong. That's just my opinion. And part of the Agreed reason completely. why I mean part of the reason why I always do these blind reacts is to get a blind reaction. And you know, in this particular case, I'm, most of the time they're funny, but in this particular case, I thought that this is so ridiculous when I heard about it. I needed to get your guys' opinion on this because I was like this is ridiculous. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Like I I can't believe I'm hearing this right now, but I mean, like you said, Billy, this generation bitch slut. I can't, I can't, I can't with them anymore. <laughs> well, that was, that's our TikTok blind reaction right there. Uh, we wanted to go ahead and move forward with some sports. We got some sports news for everybody. Of course, we all know the NBA finals is here. And game five right now, going on right now. Game five going on right now. Warriors versus Celtics. I mean, this game, okay. I'm obviously not a Celtics fan, never will be. I'm a Lakers fan, and I'll always be a diehard Lakers fan. And we all know that our biggest rivals are the Boston Celtics, especially since we're tied as far as championships go right now. We're not? I thought we were tied. We're ahead by one. Oh, we're ahead by one? Oh, the last right. one that's we right. won put us that's ahead right. by one. That's right. You're right. So, and the Celtics, they're trying to get, they're trying to tie it up again. And, but right now, the Warriors are saying, uh-uh-uh, you're not going <laughs> to tie us up. Sorry. But at the same time, I also don't like the Warriors. I don't like Steph Curry. I don't like Clay Thompson. You don't like perfection? I don't like the three-point shots. They're <laughs> killing us every time. <laughs> like, it's insane. I know you're a Warriors fan, Jeremy. Well, so I appreciate great players and great teams and that team has been great over the last you know they've had a couple of off years but their championship years and even the years they made it to the finals and lost they've had some really great teams they play very scrappy defense and they have two of the best scorers in the entire league two guys who can shoot daggers from half court so i appreciate that i do um i am a laker fan as well i'm not as diehard because i came late to the game 
Um, I've told you before, I was a Piston fan in the 80s. You know, when they had the big rivalry with the Lakers, I was rooting for the bad boys. Yep. Uh, I didn't come to the Lakers side until Shaq because I was a Shaq fan. I followed him at LSU. I really appreciated him. Um, I followed him to Orlando, him and Penny Hardaway. And then when he came to L.A., that really got my love going for the Lakers. Uh, but I'm still able to appreciate other great teams, unless it's the Boston Celtics. Then I'm just rooting against them constantly. Well, Melissa's um, already saying she's a Celtics fan all the way right there. So. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Melissa. Sorry, Melissa. But, you know, I, 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 I got to say I hate that leprechaun. I hate him. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I agree uh, with you. Uh, I'm a little offended. No, I like the, the shamrock. I'm Irish. I mean, that's... <laughs> But that, that logo on it's their court but it used to be red. <laughs> FYI. There you go. I mean, and what, and, and Billy, what about you, man? I mean, you, you own a distillery with people coming in right now. Like, are you, are you playing the game at your, at your spot? I do. I do run the games on, uh, on the TVs, obviously in the tasting room and our VIP area, which is a, shh, that's a real speakeasy. We call it the, if you know, you know, bar. So only people that know about it can get in there, but, uh, we do run the games uh dave and jeremy do you mind if i give a shout out to one of my boys of course no please go for it justin simon straight out of here in southern california right here in temecula he played for the chicago bulls uh last year um went uh during the summer played in the australia and the european circuit and he just got drafted by the arizona suns so hopefully we see some some good stuff from that kid coming out this year Nice. Nice, man. Nice. Congratulations to him. And, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens right now. Game five. Uh, we'll see who ends up going on top. I mean, I hate these games sometimes because it always go up and down, up and down. I'm like, come on. One of you guys do a sweep. Come on. Let's sweep no, somebody here. This is how the final should be. I'm sorry. This is how I remember all the great series from, you know, being a kid was one team going up two to nothing. The next team going back home and winning the next two. That game five being so important, you know, that tiebreaker. And they say that, you know, the percentages for the winners of game fives in almost every sport is i mean better than 70 or 80 percent i think it is for you know taking the best of seven so game five is really crucial and uh, it'll be interesting to see because i hate to say it boston has been playing some pretty dang good basketball and the warriors had to really step it up to win the two you know win the two games that they did um jason tatum who's playing for boston has been um off They've definitely kind of had his number defensively. And if he's still struggling, I think it could be tough for them tonight. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for being, uh, for watching the Navarro Miller Report. Wanted to go ahead and give a special thanks to our special guest co-host, Mr. Billy Teller from California Distilleries, Inc. And uh, Billy, I, you know, how can people stalk you in a good way <laughs> on social media? Yeah, we need to clarify that nowadays. Um, obviously, we have the basic social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. So California with the K distilleries, uh, very easy to find. I'm one of the few distilleries, not only in the country, but definitely in uh, San Diego. My product is also available in every total wine and more in California. And we're hoping to increase to the other states. So we'll be seeing you guys soon for sure. Thank nice, you, uh, Dave and Jeremy, for having me here. This was a lot of fun. I look forward to doing it again. Oh, a dude. pleasure, man. This has been great, and it's been great talking with you.
We'd love to have you back on here. And they could, and everybody could also find, they could also order uh, uh, your your products online as well. Uh, I believe it's uh, www.california with a K distilleries.com. So make sure you go to, go ahead and check out that website. They have a plethora of awesome uh, tasting uh, alcohol right there. Besides whiskey, again, they do moonshine. They have different flavors. Trust me, I know about that because they're so freaking good. Love them. You F and T's. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> And I also got to go ahead and give uh, Billy some props because during the pandemic, he was actually, uh, you know, selling also and giving away uh, uh, hand sanitizers for everybody as well. So thank you so much for that as well, Billy. We appreciate everything you did during the pandemic. What shocked me when the CDC asked me to replace whiskey with hand sanitizer, and I'm like, I don't know how to make hand sanitizer. So they sent me the FDA and the WHO's formula, figured out how to do it, started putting it in production sold it strictly to the government and then we donated the rest to uh the public we've donated to uh the city for the homeless outreach programs um every first responder that wasn't able to access it so your police force your ambulances your fire trucks and a bunch went to the hospitals to help that hard-working staff that were just on the front lines so My billy dude, i already liked you man <laughs> well but let me now just say i this. love you well man, <laughs> let me awesome. just say this Mind you, this was during a time where there was no hand sanitizers. There was nothing. We were we had a shortage. Billy's company were the ones that actually were making some to try to go ahead and alleviate a lot of the hospitals, a lot of these people that needed hand sanitizers, needed sanitation. Billy's uh, California Distilleries Inc. were the ones that were actually helping as much as they could uh, from their from their distillery. So, Billy, thank you so much. Thank you, California Distilleries, for everything you did. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, we were just trying to help those that were trying to help us, man. And real quick, I also wanted to uh, say a, a heartwarming thank you uh, to your dad that uh, passed away earlier this year. Uh, again, my condolences to you and your family. Your dad was an amazing person. I met Bill a long, like a long time ago. Awesome person. Love the man, and uh, you know, I mean, he was he was he was around. He was the one that was actually also the head of of trying to get this uh, these uh, products out here, the hand sanitizers out there, along with you. So you know, thanks to him as well. You know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, man. Dave, had he not passed, he would have been here with you today. He does. He had the perfect radio voice and diary of the mouth to do this. I, uh, <laughs> I had more reserve, so you're welcome. No, thank you. Definitely. Thank you. And it's true. Actually, we actually uh, uh, just so everybody knows, we actually had him booked uh, a week before he passed. We actually had him booked to be on the environmental report a week before he passed. And uh, when I got the news, I was in shock. I was heartbroken. And uh, again, Bill Tiller will be missed by many people, including uh, yours truly right here. So here's to you, Bill. Thank you so much for uh, everything you did for us. And again, Billy, thank you and everybody else. I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this guy that, you know, I really, you know, you know, whatever i, I i'm I, jeremy I, miller and it's been a pleasure <laughs> we will see you again coming this friday make sure you follow us on social media make sure you follow us on youtube hit that notification button uh so that way you could go ahead and uh you know and know when we're on because we're always on on mondays and fridays at 6 p.m pacific standard time but for right now we will see all of you next time take care everyone You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.